welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 6 of the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm so happy to be diving into this new season of the podcast, which is all centred around your questions answered. So in this season of the podcast, I'm diving in and I'm going to share with you solo episodes and episodes with guests where I'm addressing questions that I get asked a lot, advice that I give repeatedly, guidance that I give repeatedly, so I know how topical it is and I know how much value there is because you know what? If so many small business owners are asking me, that's probably something that you've been wondering yourself. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about influencers. So there has been a lot of hysteria lately around working with influencers in your business because of the rules that the TGA have introduced around influencer marketing. So lots of small businesses are reaching out to me, both businesses that work with an influencer and influencers themselves, saying, oh my goodness, can I keep working with an influencer? How? And secondly, what if I've worked with one previously and I've got social media posts from them? Do I have to take them down? So I'm going to just distill some of this today because it really isn't as overwhelming as what the media are making out and we don't need to have the hysteria and the panic. I'm here to say to you, let's take a moment, let's crystallize this and break it down so that you're able to understand, first of all, whether it applies to you. And if it does, what obligations have you got and what do you need to do? So first of all, if you are working with an influencer in your business and you are selling therapeutic goods, wrinkle cream, for example, something like that. So you know very well in your business whether what you're doing falls under the jurisdiction of the TGA and whether your goods constitute therapeutic goods. If the answer is yes to some or all of the products that you're selling in your business, and if you use influencers, then the new rule changes will impact you. The rule changes, though, simply bring into line your influencer marketing with the already existing advertising code requirements that the TGA have. So once upon a time, influencers weren't bound by the advertising code. Now they are. So really what it means is influencers can't be paid to be giving you testimonials or you can't be giving them products for free and asking them to try it out and then jump onto your social media and share what it is that happened for them as a result of using your product. You're now bound by the advertising code that the TGA have, which applies a different set of rules. Yes, it's more stringent, but a different set of rules to influencers. You can still use them. It's just they're now bound by the advertising code. That's okay. You just need to be crystal clear on what that code is and how it applies to you, depending on the type of products and goods that you have. Now, if you're an influencer and you work for clients where you do engage in utilizing or showing or sharing their goods, which are therapeutic goods, then this is going to apply to you too. And you need to be clear as well. So the obligation really is both on the business owner and on the influencer to understand what these new requirements mean. It just simply won't be enough to say, I didn't know, or I thought it was the influencer's responsibility or the business should have taken care of that. You both need to know what your obligations are and be crystal clear on that so that you don't get into trouble. The penalties are very, very, very significant. So really, you don't want to get into trouble here. 
if you're an influencer, you need to be crystal clear on what it is your client is asking you to do. If there is a good or a product that's involved, which is a therapeutic good, then you need to be clear that what you're being asked to do and what you can do does not breach the TGA's advertising code. You're now bound by that. You can't give testimonials now where you're paid to give a testimonial or you're given products for free. You can't give testimonials. That's prohibited under the advertising code. It once wasn't. It now is. That's a big change. If you already have existing contracts in place, and this is a question that's come up a couple of times from influencers who have reached out to me, if you have a contract with a client that's in place, so it's already existing before these rules came into effect, and you were required to do posts and social media posts and provide testimonials and feedback on products that you were using that are therapeutic goods, the question is, what do I do? I've already got a contract, but now these rules have changed. The answer is the law comes first. So if there is a contract in place, but now the law has changed, you can't contract out of the law, which means you can't continue on under the contract in breach of the new rules, even if there was a contract in existence. You hear me say a lot if you listen to me, you can't contract out of the law. This is a classic case of that. So one, either seek a variation to your agreement so you can contact your client via email to clarify the new parameters or the new boundaries around what it is you're expected to do to make sure that you're not breaching the new rules. Or you can enter into a new agreement. So negotiate new terms, new rates, new agreement, all of that, and sign up to a new agreement. That's the first thing. The second thing we need to do is have a look and see whether or not there's any existing content on the social media pages that's in breach now of the TGA's rules. So it now breaches the advertising code. And my advice is take those down quick smart because they will be in breach and you best do all that you can proactively to avoid that. A question that I've been asked quite a few times recently is what actually is an advertisement for the purposes of the advertising code? And surely social media posts or a video or a reel that I'm doing isn't an advertisement. But I'm here to tell you that, in fact, that's not the case. Social media posts, whether it's a reel or a video or a tile, if it's promoting the use of the product, which is a therapeutic good, then that is an advertisement for the purposes of the code. That is caught by the new rules. So if you're making a statement taking a picture, doing a video, whatever it might be, which is designed to promote this product, if that's what you're doing, then that will be caught because that is an advertisement. It will be caught. That means the advertising code applies. It really is that simple. It's that straightforward. The TGA has a set of rules which is governed by the advertising code and it sets out all the things that the advertising needs to do and what it can't do. So it needs to be accurate. It needs to be consistent in terms of explaining what the good or product is for. It needs to contain warnings if it sits in a certain category under those rules. And it can't have paid testimonials or testimonials provided by family. And like I said, this falls within the responsibility of both the business owner and the influencer. And I've talked about all sorts of things to do with influencers in the past, but if you're a business owner and you're engaging an influencer, make sure you have your agreement in writing. It'll be an influencer agreement or a contractor agreement. Make sure it is clear what it is you're asking the influencer to do, what it is you're paying. And this goes for influencers too. And I say this to my small business clients who are influencers, you need to have a written agreement in place. 
an influencer agreement or a contractor agreement. And it's really, really important for both parties to be crystal clear on what it is that you're doing here. So what are the expectations of each other? What is the work the influencer's doing? Is it videos? Is it written testimonials? If they're posting to social media for you on their page, how many posts are they expected to post? How long are those posts expected to remain live? How many times do those posts need to be shared? And over what period? Those are the sort of details where being clear on those details can make or break the relationship. We want long-term, sustainable business relationships with all of our clients, suppliers, contractors, etc. And having your agreement and your expectations outlined in writing is really putting your very best foot forward. And that goes for both the influencer and the business owner. So there you have it in a nutshell. I've just answered for you the questions that I'm being asked a lot about what do the changes mean for me as a small business owner who works for an influencer or as an influencer, what do these changes mean for me? In a nutshell, I've just given it to you. I've outlined it for you in really short and sharp terms. Like I said, there's been a lot of hysteria over this over the last few months. There really doesn't need to be like that. Let's be honest, running a business is hard enough as it is. We don't need unnecessary stress. We don't need unnecessary confusion and complication. So that's the lowdown. That's where we're sitting in in relation to the TGA's rules and the advertising code. As you know, this season of the podcast is all about your questions answered. So if you have anything in particular you would like to see us address in the podcast, please reach out and let us know. Flick us through a DM on Instagram where our handle is at tmsolicitor. Reach out via the website tmsolicitor.com.au or of course you can always reach me on email tracy with an e at tmsolicitor.com.au thank you for taking the time to listen i hope you've found this one to be of value as i say reach out with your questions i would love to hear from you and i'll catch you next week 